Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. This time on Wednesday, we speak to the incredible one and only Dr. Carl. He's a science popularizer. He's a science communicator. And I want to know if there is such a thing as a seven-year itch. Good morning, Dr. Carl. Is it a real itch? Good morning, Dr. Kathy. <laughs> yes and no. It begins with that 1950s movie, The Seven Year Itch, which shows Marilyn Monroe in that iconic shot of the white dress fluttering upwards from the hot air being pushed up by the subways in New York. It's been around in the literature since about 1919. And if you look at the um, divorce rates, you do seem to see something happening around the seven year mark. But when did the relationship begin? Did it begin before the date of the marriage? Because the divorce rates are dated only from the date of the marriage. And so it is possible that there's something else going on. It does seem as though that there are two different populations of people involved. One population, um, as soon as the going gets tough, they just take off. And the other one are prepared to stay in there and work at it and then only later get out. And there's not necessarily seven. It varies over the years, but it's somewhere around the six to ten year mark that if you look at the divorce curve of people who are married, and not everybody's married who's living together, that you do see a bit of a jump around the six to ten year mark. But is it related to seven being a magical number? Uh, no. That's, in fact, we can blame Isaac Newton's law of love of seven for having seven stupid colours in the stupid rainbow instead of six. It's his fault because he loved seven. <laughs> so interesting. I was, I was very surprised to find out that the number one cause of divorce was in fact marriage. Um, let's move on, Dr. Carl, if we can, to uh, the doomsday sure. clock. Is the doomsday clock a real yeah. clock? What is it? It's a metaphorical clock. Yes. Put together by a group called the Bulletin, or we'll call it the Atomic Scientists. They're a group of scientists who formed as soon as the first nuclear weapons went off. And they set up a clock, a metaphorical clock, which showed how far we are away from doom. Doom being originally nuclear war. And we're fairly close at the moment. We're about 90 seconds away from doom. We've been 17 minutes away. Now we're one and a half minutes away for various reasons, including climate change and nuclear tension. It comes and it goes and it raises the question of, well, it can then, if you want, follow through and then go into aliens. And if there is intelligent life, how come it's not here? And one of the possible causes is that they kill themselves through their advanced technology if there are aliens. So, all right, so I've got a, actually a real question about aliens. Are aliens actually aliens or are they just time travellers? Well, we've never found any, so how do we know? Well, if, mean, you, if you watch the History Channel documentaries on aliens, you know, that they're all around us all the time, we just can't see them, and sometimes they even live inside volcanoes and mountains and under the sea and... You know, it wasn't helped by the State Department releasing all of those um, videos and things that the Navy had captured in 2021. Ah, so those videos quite clearly show that what they saw on the videos was nothing to do with aliens. Oh. So go and watch the documentary, yes. the UFO movie They Don't Want You to See by Brian Dunning from Skeptoid.com. And around the 30-minute mark, he has a radar engineer come in who explains that they're just radar glitches. At no stage do we ever get a close-up 
photo in focus in good contrast of an alien. Nor, despite what the health channel or history channel has done for us, do we ever get an actual physical alien that you can touch. There's always somewhere else and you never actually get the real artifact or alien. We never ever get any of those. So I'm, a bit, um, I'm, I'm sad the History Channel has gone so bad uh, putting forward um, unproven statements like that. There's a lot. I mean, do you know what? Do you know what uh, documentaries I'm talking about? They've got a lot of them on on aliens, on I alien spent life. A bit of time yeah. looking. Oh yeah, uh, I, I spent a fair bit of time following um, various uh, conspiracy theories, the flat earthers, the young earthers. Um, the flat earthers reckon that you can't get to Antarctica because firstly it's a wall around the outside of the earth not a, a smallish thing around the south pole and secondly that nasa has a combination of submarines and ships and airplanes to stop you from ever going to antarctica and mm. i've been to antarctica seven times and not once have i been stopped by nasa <laughs> Okay, very good. I'm I'm happy that they haven't stopped you, <laughs> Doctor Carl. Well, um, I'm waiting the, for it. Well, sure. <laughs> it's imminent, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> the most watched person on Earth. Who is it? Um, it's a mid twenties male. And before this, I'm relatively confident that you'd never heard of this person. Um, and his name is Mister um, Beast. They call him Mister Beast. Yes. His real name is Jimmy Donaldson. Yes. And one in 16 people on Earth follows him on social media. And almost certainly, if you're over the age of 25, you've never heard. All right. Can I do a quick poll in studio? Mukundi, have you, because you are the youngest, Mr. Beast, do you follow him on social media? You're not even on social media. Okay. So Mukundi's a, he's our engineer and he's, he's completely extraordinary. So he doesn't follow. Is he under Mr. the age of twenty? Yes, he's over the age of twenty. Oh, so you're saying you have to be yeah, under the age of twenty? Is correct. Okay. So there's this whole subculture of people who, overwhelmingly under the age of twenty, follow Mr. Beast or Jimmy Donaldson. Okay, and one in every six people on Earth follows him. Amazing. Where's he from? Um, he's from Virginia in America. He started off being a well-built, strong young man, hoping to get into football, unfortunately came down with Crohn's disease, but being intelligent, then realized he had to do something else to make his mark. Very rapidly worked out that he could game the system at school when he handed his essays, which were being marked by computer, <laughs> by using certain words, which gave him a higher mark, and then continued on into working out how to game the system and find out what people under the age of 20 really want to watch, and he provides them with what they want to watch. And what do they want to watch? Um, they, well, firstly, he makes 600 to $700 million a year. Yes. And that says he, aspirational. Um, does, uh, he gives a lot of it away. Um, he does challenges, like, I will give you $1 million if you can do 10 things that you're absolutely scared of. You're scared of spiders? Okay. Well, put your hand in this box of spiders for one minute and then you know, you're one-tenth of the way there. Or he does challenges himself, like, for example, counting from one to 100,000. Oh, my word. Okay. All right, I think I'm going to go check him out. He sounds fascinating. He does. 
Thank you, yeah, Dr. Kroll. Yeah, he's um, interesting, yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time. And uh, you can check out Dr. Carl. And go, and, go, and look out, go and look him up on YouTube. Follow his channels. He is absolutely fascinating to listen to. He's just amazing. Um, Dina getting in touch. She says, my kids all watch Mr. Beast and he is addictive. Okay, well, you know what? There's nothing like a good addiction, huh? When you've given up smoking, you know, you can replace it with Mr. Beast.